Welcome to the pulse that moves the triangle world today. This one-size-fits-all broadcast is a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, helpful tips, what's trending, events, and boundless other adventures. It's a conversation pit of comedians, politicians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Inspreffer. Hi, friends. This is another Triangle 411 show where you're going to want to grab a pencil and paper to take down information on a 20% off coupon offer. We'll tell you about that in just a little bit. You know, Triangle 411 is meant to provide something for everyone. And we've not done anything as far as art. So you decided to make this art day, both through our guest artist, Heather Heck, and through our nonprofit spotlight featuring the United Arts Council of Raleigh and Wake County. First up is Heather Heck. Heather lives in Holly Springs, and her artwork is very unique. Over the course of her lifetime, Heather has answered the calling to nurture and instill joy in others as a clairsentient artist. Welcome, Heather, and tell us what you mean by clairsentient art. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Um, Clairsentient art is a little bit unique because clairsentient actually means clear feeling. And so one of the things that I do when I create my artwork is kind of tap into the energy of emotion or the energy of feeling to create a piece for somebody that is truly unique and special for them that kind of tells a story about who they are, um, what they might be going through, what they might be feeling, and how the colors that have come through for them tell a story about that as well. And that's kind of the auras of people and objects. Um, you, you can each kind of almost hone in on their personal histories. A little bit. So um, auras are the energies that kind of emanate from someone. And so part of what I do is if I am looking at someone directly or looking at a picture of an animal or a person, I tend to... I say it drops in. It's like I just start to have this intuition about the colors that might be serving them the best or the colors that they might need to support them. And those colors all relate to the chakra system. Um, And that tells me a little bit about what might be going on with them as well. Okay, so we'll get to that in a a few minutes. Let's start at the beginning as far as your process. I understand it starts with some yoga and meditation. That's right. Um, Usually what I do is spend a little time in the studio. If I'm doing a commissioned piece for somebody, then I'll want to meditate on that person and kind of get a sense for, you know, what colors are coming through for them, what might serve them best. Um, I will move my body a little bit, do a little bit of yoga, kind of stretch it out. Um, And then I will smudge my materials or I'll use some white sage to smudge the brushes and the canvas and the paint. And then kind of say a prayer and then start to work on the piece for them. So as an artist, your medium is spiritual energy. It is. Um, The spiritual energy is as much a tool that I use, um, you know, just as much as the paint or the brushes or whatever kind of medium I'm working with because 
there's, I believe that color speaks to us in a way that words cannot. And so when I'm kind of tuning into the spiritual energy, it's really about the, the energy of the color. So for example, yellow is, you know, associated with joy and happiness and sunshine. You know, you think yellow, you immediately think of the sun or a lemon. Um, well, yellow is associated with the solar plexus chakra, which is in the stomach. And it's actually about personal power. It's about identity. It can be associated with the ego. And so if, if the color yellow comes through for someone, then from a spiritual perspective, it's telling me that person might be going through something where they're either questioning their identity or they're kind of stepping into their, their truth of who they are. It might also mean that they're trying to kind of step into their personal power. They're trying to make a decision that's empowering for them, or they're struggling with a decision that might be um, holding them back from from doing something. So that's kind of where the spiritual aspect of it comes in. Um, but also just that I will kind of receive messages or words or phrases um, as I'm doing a painting. Um, and that tells me a little bit more about maybe why that color is coming through. So what kind of messages do you get or words? Um, so all kinds of things. So um one of my favorite stories is a friend uh, commissioned a painting for her good friend. And um, for whatever reason, I just started wanting to listen. So music plays a big role in in the studio. And when I walk into the studio, a particular type of music will sometimes pop in. So in this case, band Bread popped in. Are you familiar with Bread? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. What, what, what's... Okay, so Go ahead, like tell us about the song and how it played a role. Oh, sure. So, Brad is a band from, I don't know, probably the 50s or the 60s. And my parents, uh, I was always listening to the music that they listened to. So, it was a, it's a really great band, great harmony. And um, there was a song that kept coming in, and it was like, I will um, just to have you once again. And it talks about, you know, I would give anything for you um, just to have you back again. And so, that song popped into my head and I'm like what is this about and I kept getting these really lovely light gentle colors pink and lavender a little bit of yellow a little bit of gold and I just got this um motherly energy and when I asked her you know is this about your mom was there something about her maybe she's no longer here or, or you maybe really missed her and here's the song that I'm getting she just immediately fell into tears and said, that's a song that my mom listened to. Um, this piece for me is really about my mom. I'm really missing her. So the colors were about love, and the colors were about identity. And it was really about her trying to figure out who she is now without her mom. And um, the piece was really about the love that her and her mom shared and how it was reflected through the music and through the final uh, portrait for her. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that story. That's that's really something. <laughs> and I know in addition to colors, you also intuit like symbols, patterns, textures. Yeah, so um, there are some really interesting things that happen with patterns or symbols. So, for example, um, circles uh, come in through my work quite a bit. Circles are about completion. They're about oneness or wholeness. Um, they can also be about repeating patterns of things. 
Um, so if there are circles in a piece, it might be that maybe you, you keep stepping into the same kind of pattern over and over again. And we've got to figure out what that pattern is because it might, it might be holding you back or it might not be serving you anymore. Um, if there are horizontal or vertical lines that appear in the painting, those mean something. So horizontal lines or, or horizontal stripes mean um, surrender. So it's about surrendering to whatever energy that color represents. Uh, vertical lines are about ascension. So that is about, you know, coming up through something or evolving or growing or you're stepping out into something different. You're growing in some way. Um, so there's all different kinds of things that appear. Um, and a lot of times other things will show up uh, that I didn't even really intend to be there. Like, I'll look at a piece and say, oh, that looks like there's a hand there. What is that hand about? You know, tell me about, tell me about this. So there's a little bit of, um, you know, if I would do a piece for a client directly versus just a piece that I'm making in my studio, it gives me an opportunity to say, here's what I'm seeing or here's what came through. What does that mean to you? And it gives me a chance to kind of consult with the, with the collector a little bit and learn more. And then that helps us kind of tell the story about the piece in a more detailed way. Oh, I was going to ask if you if you do go over what you're sensing with the client. So that's good to know. Um, I imagine it could almost turn into hmm, maybe not so much a therapy session, but certainly uh, eye opening for someone or even maybe a little bit peace for some people to hear what you're seeing and maybe how to address issues. So, so that's Absolutely. just great. And, and in fact, you even do commission portraits for honoring the, the deceased, like human or pet or families. Yes. Those are some of my favorite pieces to do because, for example, um, I, I did a series a couple of months ago for pets and, um, I don't, I just kind of wanted to capture the energy of animals because animals are that unconditional love. They're that, you know, unconditional support for us. And um, a couple people asked me to do animals that had passed away. And what I have found is that animals, like pet grief is so different than human grief. Um, and sometimes I think we, we believe we're not supposed to grieve as hard as we grieve for the loss of a pet. And so, um, somebody commissioned a piece from me that she intended to gift to somebody who had lost a pet recently. And when she gave it to them, the response was overwhelming because they said, I couldn't find myself to keep up the pictures of the pet that they had lost because it, was, it hurt too much to see that sweet little face. But, but the portrait that I had done for them felt like something they could keep up because it represented the energy of the pet. And it and it was something that was a little bit easier for them to kind of keep around and it helped them cope in a different way because it wasn't just looking at their, their pet. It was looking at it in a different, from a different perspective, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Almost like the energy of the little friend that you had. And, and it is exactly that way. People don't often tolerate folks getting upset about the loss of a pet. They're kind of, you know, it's an animal, but for probably most people, it's not at all. It's a family member. So that's right. You know, they, you don't get days off work to grieve or anything like that, like you would with a human, but the loss can be very human like. Um, that's right. 
So that's good to know that that energy is there. That might provide solace. And I imagine that it would be the same thing if it's a portrait of a deceased loved one, a human loved one. That's right. I think sometimes, you know, when we lose somebody, there's the, you know, the grieving period, whether it's for a pet or a family member, it's so different for each person. We all grieve in our own unique ways. And I think sometimes just having a piece of art gives you a way to like process in a, in a different way because art is so subjective. So you can take it in however you want, but um, like I said, color, color is such a powerful healer, just like words are, just like music is. Um, and to be able to represent somebody's spirit or energy with color, um, just kind of helps people process their grief, um, in a way that they might not have thought was possible. So I'm sure listeners, you've already gleaned that Heather's paintings are a far cry from cookie cutter art. No two paintings are alike because they're created by messages offered through Heather's spirit guide. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? Sure. So um, I kind of think of my spirit guides kind of, you know, everybody refers to God or the universe in whatever way feels best to them. Um, I kind of think of it as spirit, as the universe, as, um, you know, God. And, and so when I create a piece, I find that it is, it is my way of communicating with God. And that's my conversation with him or her, whatever we want to call it. But for me, it's about that conversation. So when I sit down to create a piece and I do my meditation or I say my prayer, I ask, you know, not my work, God, your work. So I want whatever comes through to be of the purest and the highest and best energy um, and to take my ego out of it. I, the, I find that when I try to get too involved, it never turns out good. <laughs> <laughs> but if I kind of surrender, if I get out of my own way, and if I kind of say, okay, God, this is your work, not mine, whatever you need this to be, let it be. Um, that's when I find that the work is the most authentic and the most beautiful. I love that. Get out of my own way. <laughs> that <laughs> happens to me every day. Um, <laughs> it happens to a lot of us. So for someone listening out there who's trying to imagine what your paintings look like, and and I know it'd be hard to classify it as abstract versus something else, but can you give them a hint what they'd be looking at through your paintings? Oh, sure. I think, um, you know, the way that I've been describing it recently, because my work has evolved over the last couple of years, is that it is abstract contemporary art or abstract uh, expressionist art. So it's it's definitely abstract. It's not, um, you know, a landscape. It's not typically, um, you know, birds or animals, even though I have done those. Um, these are, are truly abstract, abstract paintings. Um, and they're meant to be hung anywhere. So I, I feature pieces on my Instagram and on my website that are shown in bedrooms or living rooms or even office spaces. I've done commissions for offices as well. And to look at them, you're like, oh, that's just a piece of abstract art. Um, I think what makes it unique is the story behind it. Mm -hmm. So if one of our listeners would like to commission a painting, 
walk us through that whole process, how long it takes, you know, A to Z. Sure. Um, so typically, depending on what is happening in my world, I can create a piece within about two to three weeks. And generally what I want to know is, you know, the, besides the basics, what size do you want it in? Um, are there any particular colors that you absolutely cannot stand or colors that you absolutely love? Um, because certainly I want to create something for you that that you want to appreciate and and keep in your home or office or wherever. Um, but then I also ask, you know, what is the energy that you want this piece to convey in your space? Um, so, for example, I've done... Um, I'm looking at a few of them in the studio now. Who, somebody who wanted pieces for their bedroom that reflect calm, tranquility, and peace. And so immediately for me, those colors are often really light, soft. Um, I wouldn't say pastel, but they've got a gentle energy of uh, blue or white, maybe a little bit of gold. Um, and so those colors immediately come through. And then what I'll do is actually create a small mini canvas of the colors and say, here's what I'm getting for you. Here's kind of the sense of it. What do you think? Um, because before I move to a large piece, I want to make sure that somebody's going to love it. Um, and then I get to work. I create the painting. And then I also create a video for the client that walks them through what the name of the painting is. Um, sometimes I share bits of the process with them too. So I'll film myself painting it and then I'll describe the colors, the color energy, um, any messages or symbols that came through while I was working on it. And then a little bit about just, um, you know, what it means and then offer some gratitude. So I put that into a video that I send along, along with the uh, certificate of authenticity. And then I will arrange to either ship the painting or deliver the painting in person. Um, and, and usually that takes about two to three weeks. Um, and I love that. Commissions are my favorite thing to do. Is it expensive for folks? Um, I charge my, uh, for my commission by size. So I want to say, um, it's a, a little less than a dollar per square inch. So you can kind of do some quick math on that, depending on what size you want, um, based on, if it's, you know, 10 by 10, for example, you multiply 10 times 10, that's 100 times, let's say, a dollar. So that would be what I'm terrible at math. So you don't have to forgive me. Um, but it would be whatever that is. The 10 times 10 is 100 times 1, $100 for a 10 by 10 piece. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, um, and you're going to help our listeners with that a little bit by giving them a 20% off offer. Can you tell them how to get that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you would like to commission a piece or you see a piece on my website that you're absolutely in love with, uh, there is a coupon code you can enter on the website or you can send me an email. That coupon code is triangle411 and that'll give them 20% off of that. And then if they wanted to send me an email at header at heatherx.com and say, I heard you on triangle411, I'm happy to honor that code for a future commission piece too. I really appreciate you doing that for our listeners. Can you give your website and your email one more time a little slowly? So again, I told folks at the beginning, have your pencil and paper ready. So hopefully they are. <laughs> okay. Um, my website is heatherx.com. It's just my name. 
Heather, and then the last name is spelled E-C-K dot com. And my email is similar. It's Heather at HeatherEck.com. Great. And again, thank you so much. That's 20% off, guys. That was so nice of, of Heather. So I want to close on this last thought because I think it's nice. Um, I know you hope with your art that it helps clients to heal and feel joy and live in their truths. What have you heard back from some of your past clients in regard to this? Oh, gosh. It's uh, a little overwhelming to me sometimes to think about this, but there, um, I think that the people who are drawn to and collect my art have this desire to just want to feel and to and to be moved by the things in life that are kind of unexplainable. I've had people who have seen a piece of work and just cried, just started to cry. Um, and I, and it, that to me is like the most authentic and beautiful response ever because I have nothing to do with that. That is simply the energy of the work and whatever they needed at that time. And the two of them found each other and that is beyond my control. So that just makes me feel like a million bucks. Um, I love when people are, are so drawn to a piece um, and they find it and they say, I just can't stop thinking about it because of this color or that color or even the name of it or the story that I share about it. Um, that to me is the, the most incredible thing. And I'm so thankful that people have those reactions to my work. Well, it's nice to make a difference in people's lives. So this is just fantastic. And I appreciate you so much for being with us and sharing your story and letting folks know that this opportunity is out there for them. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really have had the best time and I'm so thankful for the opportunity to talk to you and to share that with your listeners. Thank you. As promised for our nonprofit spotlight, we're going to talk about the United Arts Council of Raleigh and Wake County, which partners with businesses, individuals, foundations, and government to reach over 1.2 million people across Wake County annually through its grants, programs, and events. The nonprofit organization has worked for more than 30 years to build a better community through their support of and advocacy for the arts. Their flagship program, Artists in Schools, places professional teaching artists in K-12 schools. These programs help students work together and seek creative means toward common goals. In the 2019-2020 school year, the Artists in Schools program worked with 108 artists or art groups and 154 schools throughout Wake County, reaching 130,000 students. Their Artists in Schools Expo occurs annually, bringing together artists and community members for cultural arts programming. This year, in response to the changing needs of the community, United Arts offered a series of virtual events in place of the Expo. Additionally, in response to pandemic restrictions, United Arts has been hosting a variety of virtual First Friday events, encouraging the community to get together while staying apart. They have featured a rhythm experience, an online art 
exhibition paired with a wine tasting, and their annual writer's share with five talented student writers. Now more than ever, United Arts believes we need creative individuals to inspire us, enlighten us, and cross boundaries to bring us together through art. Therefore, to support individual artists during and following the COVID-19 pandemic, United Arts encourages artists from Chatham, Harnett, Johnston, Lee, or Wake County to apply for their 2021 Artist Support Grant for up to $1,500. This opportunity funds professional and artistic development for emerging and established artists in several art disciplines. Deadline for this grant is October 1st, 2020, so you need to hurry. More information about this opportunity can be found on the United Arts website, which is unitedarts.org. However, if you're an artist who lives outside these counties for the United Arts grants, you can learn more about other opportunities by visiting the North Carolina Arts Council at ncarts.org. United Arts also awards grants to over 47 local arts and cultural organizations, schools, festivals, productions, emerging groups, youth art programs, and more. So a lot of opportunity. Check them out at unitedarts.org. Well, it's time to high five and say goodbye. We're everywhere. Pandora, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or you can always go to our website, triangle411.buzzsprout.com. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, 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 paint the world happy. 